All right, Rabotai, welcome. It's Ola Haim Akadosh time. We're learning Parashat Mishpatim, and I found a very, very beautiful Ola Haim, Haim ben Atar, in the beginning of the Parasha. Let's just review. Some of these laws are not familiar to our members, and especially today, these laws are really not familiar at all. They have to do with slaves actually Jewish slaves. We thought that Jewish slaves ended when we came out of Mitzrayim. Well, that's talking about when we were slaves to the Egyptians. But this is talking about a Jewish-owned Jewish slave. And the Pasuk says, shall you purchase a Jewish slave? He works for six years, and in the seventh year he goes out free. Now the Pasuk we want to discuss is Pasuk Gimal, Perechaf Aleph. Im begapo yabo, begapo yetze. If the slave enters begapo, then he leaves begapo. Million dollar question is, what does begapo mean? So we go to the Unkelus, and Unkelus explains, Im bilchodohi. Hodohi means if he came in lehud. Lehud means yahid, alone. The way we would say it in the vernacular, he came in single, which means he wasn't married. Jewish guy, sold as a slave, wasn't married, he's begapo, he's all alone. So the Torah tells us, begapo yetzeh. So he leaves also single. Comes in alone, he leaves alone. If he comes in as a married man, you know, the Evid can be married, he comes in with a wife. So after the six years are up, after the sentence is up, not only does the slave go out, but he goes out with his wife. Okay, sounds like a, a straight-up law. You basically leave the way you came in. You came in solo, you leave solo. You came in as a married man, you leave as a married man. That's the law of Evan. And as she comes along, based on the Gemara in Kedushin, page 20, and the Gemara comes along and says like this, Magid, she'im lo ayan nasui mitechila, en rabo moser lo shifcha kena'anit leholid mimena abadim. Now you need a little introduction for this. Part of the advantage of having a evid, every in your house, in your possession, is the master is able to give the Ebed Evri, the Jewish slave, a maidservant to marry. A Shifcha, we call that. Now the Ebed Evri will marry the Shifcha and will have children from that Shifcha. And guess what? Those children will become slaves. So basically, the Jewish slave can turn into a slave-producing factory. The master can give his Jewish slave 
a shifha, a maidservant, shifha kenanit, it's called. They cohabitate, they have children. Those children now become slaves of the master. So now it's a, it's a two for one, three for one. You know, as many children as he brings. That's the law. But the Torah comes along and says, not every slave is subject to the law of being able to marry a shifcha. Meaning the master cannot uh, provide a shifcha to every evidivri. So what does it depend on? So the Torah says a rule like this. If the Eved comes into his work single, but he's not married, was never married, doesn't have a wife, the master cannot provide for him a shifcha. But if he comes in with already a wife and children, then the Torah says the master can provide a shifcha to that Eved. And the question is over here, why? What's, what's the difference? What's the difference if the Ebed is single, where he doesn't qualify for a shifha, or if he's married? I mean, I, I would have thought the opposite. I would have said, well, the guy's not married, so give him a wife. And the one that's married already, well, he has a wife. But the Torah is giving him something that sounds counterintuitive, that if he's single, he remains single. He came in single. That's the way he leaves, meaning he remains single the whole time that he's working. Does not get a shifha. But in Baalishau, if he's a husband to a wife, then already the Torah says he can get a shifha. Now the truth is, when he leaves, the shifha and her children remain by the master. He just leaves with his wife. As the pasuk says, his wife will go out with him. Now, I'm just going to read a little more. If the master gives him a wife, now the way we're learning it simply is to the one that's married, because that's the only type of slave that qualifies to take a shifra. So I'm reading, if the master gives him a wife, which was like a second wife, and as a result has children, boys or girls, the wife and the children belong and remain to the master, and he, the married man, goes out alone. Now, strange point over here. It's really not alone. He goes out with his wife. Why would the pasuk say over here, he goes out alone. He doesn't go out alone. He takes his wife with him. There's no, no, no reason that he has to leave his wife there. His legitimate wife, meaning his Jewish wife, of course goes out with him. He just cannot take his new shifcha, uh, 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 a wife, let's say, we'll call her, and those children. Yes, the Torah clearly says, Ha'isha v'iladeha t'yeladonea. Ve'hu yetze begapo. What do you mean, hu yetze begapo? It should say, ve'hu yetze, and he will go out in ishto. And over here, the Orachim HaKadosh 
says something beautiful, and he learns these pesukim in a totally different way. And he asks, and he writes like this, Madua haka kashem hukazu leshtanot hadim mali hayan nasui olo. Oram HaKadosh asks, what in the world makes a difference if the Ebed was married or not? Why should it make a difference if he was married or not if the Adon, if the master has a right to provide him a shifcha? Which means it should be all slaves should be subject and uh, um, viable for this option. Or all slaves should not. Which means, why do you differentiate? Why is there a distinction? Or better, what is the distinction that the Tamur is making and the Torah is making between a single Ebed that does not qualify for a Shifcha Kenani, but a married man does? He says something beautiful. He says, listen, you have to start the story of Ebed Evri with the following assumption the following uh the following uh, uh ground rule the ground rule going in and the presumption of the torah is the torah does not want you to be a slave to a human being ultimately we are slaves to kadosh baruch Hu. hallelujah hallelujah we are the servants of god like it says in the Pasuk by Har Sinai, that God says, Kili b'nei Yisrael abadim. To me, b'nei Yisrael are abadim, abadayhem. Abaday b'no abadim abadim. God says, you work for me, and you do not become a slave to a slave. So it's not optimum. It's not optimum that a Jew should be a slave, and therefore the goal is, once he can finish his term, he should leave. Get out. Get out and go become a, a, a slave. Give your, uh, uh, your allegiance to God solely, primarily. Don't be a slave to slaves. Finish. That's, that's, the, that's the goal. That's why, by the way, the Torah says, if an Ebed decides to stay for whatever reason, he doesn't want to leave, the Torah doesn't look at that favorably at all. Torah says he has to go to the doorpost and the master takes his ear and pierces it as if to say the ear did not hear it. How to see now what God said, I don't want you to be a slave of a man. You didn't hear that. So the ear that didn't hear it or didn't perceive it should become pierced. I mean, there's a flaw in your ear. You didn't hear it. So the Torah does not want people to be slaves. And even if a person becomes a slave, get in and get out as quick as you can. Oh, based on this, says what I was beautiful. Let's say a person, he comes into the, uh, to the slavehood, he's married, he has a Jewish wife, he has a family. So therefore, in this case, the Ebed already is established as a family man, he has a setup, he has a situation. He has Isha, he has Yeladim. The master now gives him a Shifcha. Well, that Shifcha now brings him some more children. 
But when his term is up, that guy's going to say, you know what? I'm happy to leave. I'll take my Jewish wife, my Jewish children, that other Shifra, let us stay. I'm set up already. I have my family. I'm covered. There's, by giving him a Shifra, it's not going to deter him from wanting to stay longer. He'll leave because he has a wife. But let's look at the other way, which is the more important way, the more significant way. Let's say guy comes in single. He's not a family man, doesn't have a wife, doesn't have a family. And now all of a sudden, let's say the Torah would now allow the master to give him a shifa. Now the guy, all of a sudden, he has a, he has a wife, a pseudo-wife, but it's, it's companionship. All of a sudden, she's bringing children. Now he has children. Now, this guy over here, if you're going to tell him after six years, you leave, but the shifha and the children stay, you know what he's going to end up saying? I want to stay with her. After all, I don't have any wife. If I leave, I'm all alone. If I leave, I have nothing. And then why would I want to leave and be a single guy again? I'll over here, I have a setup. If he has a wife already, it's not going to deter him to want to stay longer. He'll say, what do I care? I have a Jewish, I have a Jewish wife, by the way, which is better. Therefore, let me get out of here. Meshe and Ken, not like that. So if he was single and now you're providing him a, a wife and you, he's going to have children. So he's got two things going for him. Now he's got a wife and children. And now you're going to tell him after six years, see you later, you're free. Your shifha wife and your children stay. He's going to say, what are you talking about? I'm going to lose my children and I'm going to lose my wife? And I'm going to end up with nothing? He's not going to go. So therefore, because we don't want the slave to stay, we don't want to give him an incentive to stay. That's the difference why we don't provide a single Ebed Evri, a shifha. Now, watch how he learns the Pesukim. He says, what I just told you, what I just explained to you, is actually in the Pesukim. That is a, a novel way to learn these Pesukim. He says like this, If he comes in single, like the Targum said, if he comes in, a bachelor will call him. So he leaves a bachelor, and he stays a bachelor the whole time. means the master cannot provide him a uh, 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 now watch the Torah now is giving you the reason because because if the master would give this bachelor a isha a wife potentially they would have children boys and girls what's going to happen Ultimately, when he leaves, what's going to happen? His wife and his children are going to remain by the master. And he's going to leave alone. And he's not going to want to leave alone. He got used to having a wife. He got used to having children. And therefore, since he's going to leave alone, that's going to cause him to want to say, I'm staying. And that's why we say you can't give him a wife. You understand that this Masuk over here is giving you the rationale 
and the philosophy behind why a a, a bachelor cannot take a shifha, cannot be given a shifha, because what's going to happen? I read again. This pasuk, according to the order, is hypothetical. It's a hypothetical to give you the logic. Hypothetically, if he would give him a wife, and he would have children, and, and the law is, they stay behind. After all, the shifha belongs to the master, and the children belong to the master. They don't go out free. The bachelor is going to go out a bachelor. And he doesn't want to do that. Because now already, he has a family if he stays there. Whereas if he had a wife already, he's not going out big up for. If he has a wife, he goes out with his wife. So he says, you know what? I'm going to get out of here. I don't want to be a slave anyway. I am breaking up my family. I'm really not. I have a Jewish wife. It's better. And I'm good. I'll see you later. And that's the, the because since the bachelor is going to leave a bachelor, therefore he's going to regret to leave because he's not going to want to be big up He's going to stay. Therefore, the Torah says, don't give him a, don't give him a, uh, don't give him a, don't give him a shifha. Don't incentivize the Ebed to stay. It's a beautiful rationale and logic to a, uh, to a Torah law. And according to the Orah HaMakadosh, he says, the Torah in its sweetness of its language, Bimitik Sifatav, he says, of the Torah, the Torah actually built into the law, the explanation of why it is so. Wish all our members a Shabbat Shalom and